So we're live now. You can see, if you look up there, we're live. I can't see any of that. Okay. <laughs> and here's the, uh, look at this. Hold on a second. This, uh, there's an effect right here. You might not be able to hear this. Let me turn oh, that up that a little bit. The, yeah. Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, that was the ear horn. <laughs> Let's see if I can hit that again. We got nobody watching us at the moment. Let's see if anybody tunes in. Um, I wonder if I can go over to this. What time is it? It's 11. So we probably have some people that are up. Let's we'll give it a minute, see yeah. what happens. Because nobody knew this was going to happen. If we did it on Facebook, right. we might have ended up getting more of our Facebook people. Oh, we got a few people here. It's a we little, got a, we got a thumbs down right out the thought, gate. Yeah, well, what the hell? Okay. <laughs> It'll happen again. Look at that. Yeah. Got some people chiming in here. So this is when we have people chime in. I always just press these buttons here. Hey, I got to ask you a question, Phil and Tommy and Oki. Can you guys hear us? Because we don't even have a microphone. We're literally, and Nags is with us. We're just literally just talking to you guys directly off the computer. So we got 13 people watching live right now. That's happening. Yeah, and let us know if you can hear if there's a lot of background noise. I would imagine there would be. Yeah, there's a lot of background noise here. And uh, can you guys hear us all right? That's the... The main question of the hour. It's our fans lined up for a meet and greet, but we wanted to get this podcast done. Yeah, first, there's so. like we have all these fans lined yeah. up here at Swiss. Autographs. And we were like, like uh, okay, audio is good. Audio is good. Can hear fine. Thank you guys. Appreciate you guys. So they're probably wondering where we're at, Skip. Or why we're sitting next to each other. Yeah. Yeah, why are we sitting next to each other? Where are we, first of all? Are we at my house or are we at your house? We're not at either of our houses. <laughs> we are in lovely Ohio. <laughs> this is where everybody does all their vacationing is in Ohio. So Skip and I are just hanging out here. We're like, hey, you know what would be really cool? If we had like a little bro date, you know, a little get together. Why we're hanging you. out in Ohio? Yeah. No, just me and you. Let's go to Ohio. You know, spend mm-hmm. some quality time yeah. together. Not in Florida, not in Detroit. Let's meet in somewhere kind else. Of in the middle. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. closer to me. And then let's just hang out in a hotel. Yeah, just hang out in a hotel in the lobby. Not in guys. The room. Guys do that, don't yeah. they? They just randomly meet up, get a hotel room together. <laughs> That's what guys do. <laughs> oh, shit. Guys, we're at Swiss right now. This is the 2022 Swiss. There's literally a lobby of people. Everybody from Swiss is here. But we are stopping to talk to you. You can see that. Like, do you think we should give them a walkthrough at some point? Like, actually show them what's going on at Swiss? No. I, I don't really care. Do you? No. Fuck oh, you, I Fuck appreciate you. Oh, wait, we're live. I was going to turn it the other way. Yeah, we're live. That's right. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I figured that we could just hang out and talk about our weekends with all of our people. Uh, no cats, not Skip's house. <laughs> hey, do you guys have any questions you want to ask us while we're here that I can ask Skip live? You guys could ask me. I hope you can read that because I don't have my glasses. At your mom's house. That's what Phil said. <laughs> nice. So we really didn't have an agenda. This is one of those things where we were like, seriously, we should do something. And guess what? I brought my computer. I did not bring 
I brought my camera. I did not bring the cord for the camera. I brought the cord for the microphone, but I did not bring the microphone. We've never done this before. No, I've done You're a lot of live this. shit, though. Yeah. I'm, I should. I'm new to this. So. This is your first podcast. First, first podcast. We hung out with Dave Tate earlier today. That was cool. I got to meet Dave for the first time. Can we tell him? About what? About Dave. Tell him. I pinned Dave down. Physically. Put him on the spot. Physically. Said that you I wasn't him putting down. him on the spot, right? In, in not, like, I'm not, not putting a gay you on the way. spot. <laughs> <laughs> but will you come on the Blood, Sweat, and Gear podcast? And what did he say? He was like, of course. Yeah. He was like, skip anything for you. Yeah, I like, skip. I've much. been your biggest fan of the Blood, Sweat, and Gear podcast since episode one. I haven't missed a single episode, Skip. You're paraphrasing, but essentially, <laughs> essentially, that's what he said. That's he does know who we are. He does know who we are, and he said he'd be happy to come on. Yeah. So we're gonna have Dave Tate on. So we'll have to do something. Oh shit, the volume's a little loud. See that red line there? I gotta turn this down a little bit. You know what's just cool too bit. is we can't talk over each other this time. So if we both well, talk we can, at the same time, just like I did. I just well, talked over yeah, you, <laughs> but they can hear us talking over. It doesn't cancel out. Like if I talk and you yes. it doesn't cancel. Out. Ooh, we got a question here. Uh, from Nick, he said, how did Victoria's talk go? You mentioned she was working hard on it and kind of nervous. So let me first you tell you this. said this was about me. We were going to talk about, about me. Victoria isn't even here. She's she's over schmoozing with the people right now. Why is everything about Victoria? <laughs> <laughs> trying not to lie. So Victoria did work really hard on this. But the thing is, is that Victoria works very hard on everything she does. So this was no different, and uh, she put in a lot of work, just as I expected her to. She basically had her her presentation memorized before she and did it. And it was an incredible presentation, and she's not even standing behind me or behind Scott right now. I'm not kidding. It was incredible. It yeah. really, really was good. She did a hell of a job. I would say, what well, was the best presentation I saw? Yeah. And I don't want anybody to walk by who's a presenter and hear me say that because that wouldn't sound very good I guess can they hear can you guys hear the background people because it is so loud over here right now we're in the lobby at the hotel where Swiss just happened seriously we should like walk everybody over there you know who Stan efforting is is just way too loud right now I'm gonna have to is Stan still there where's Stan we went to Stan's, Stan Efferding's presentation this week. Very Victoria good. did really well, yeah. though. She kicked ass as expected. And uh, she had a lot of people who were really, they said that they were really happy to hear her talk. So I was very proud of her. I felt like a, like a I, I guess I can say a proud husband. Because I was going to say like a proud dad, but listen, that's just weird. If my wife was that intelligent and articulate, yeah. and I watched her present, I would be pretty proud, too. Oh, yeah. My wife might be listening. No, she's not. Just, nah. Yeah. What was your favorite? Well, first let me say this before I ask you that. For you guys who are listening, and my mom, and Scott's mom. Our moms don't even know this is happening. If you Does thought your about- mom even know that you're in Ohio right now? Let me ask you that. <laughs> Let's not bring my mom in. It's, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you guys thought about coming, and you're like, oh, I couldn't make it happen, or you know, I had this going, that's cool, but you got to get here. I've always said that I wanted to come. I never would, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Much like some of you said, oh, yeah, I want to go. And then things come up. You got to get here. Yeah. It is. I feel like I know a lot of shit. 
I don't know more than every, I'm not the you smartest don't have shit guy in the to room. do a podcast every two yeah, weeks exactly. and not have to like pull anything out of your ass right. like you literally know it. And then I get here and I listen to these presenters and I'm I'm blown away. I'm taking screenshots of the shit on their PowerPoint so I can go back later. I'm going to go back and listen to them. Yeah. I'm going to pay to listen to them because there's so much information and they're presenting so quickly because they have a limited amount of time to present it was like fast. roughly an hour. Yeah. And they're throwing so much information Ooh, that it's hard pizza. to keep up. You said he's got pizza over there. I've you got, see that? I've got cookies. Sorry, I got I've distracted. Got <laughs> I got distracted by the pizzas. Um, but if you're thinking yeah, you're about right. you, you have to you have to think about coming next year. It, it, it's just a ton of And it's a lot of fun. In between presentations, you get to, there's a lot of discussion, a lot of dialogue in the, you know, in the lobby, yeah. outside of the, the conference rooms, a lot of networking, a lot of cool people. It, it's a lot of fun. What was your favorite part? Well, I, I have to say Victoria's. Okay. I'll tell you this. Victoria's was the most informational. The, I took away the most information, but I did like stands. I... Stan's was good. Was pretty damn good. So Stan, like you had mentioned to me, you're like, you could tell he's done this presentation a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. It was super polished, yeah. you know. What do you say? Two hundred in the last five years? Yeah, that makes you're sense. You're pretty to polished. Me. If I had done two hundred podcasts in the last five years, I'd probably be better at it than what I am. You know what we deserve for that? that Sorry guys, that was loud as fuck. Sorry, loud. we won't do that again. <laughs> Seriously, if you guys have any questions you want to ask us, let us know. And we will hang out with you for a few. And, you know, we'll just hang out and shoot the shit. Um, I will tell you, I thought, I got, I, I was inspired by uh, Eric Serrano's talk in that he talked, one of the things he talked about was the upper range of vitamin D levels. And one of the things he was saying is, is in the medical community, it's looked at as toxic when you get above the normal range. He said that he had a guy who took no supplemental vitamin D. He used red light therapy for like 10 minutes a day. He committed to it, and his vitamin D levels were through the roof, way above the like normal. Or yeah, it was, it was like it was something high. that would make you think that's just toxic. That's just not right. But his body produced this. Okay, so it's not like he was taking an exogenous supplement to get that. And the dude was healthy. And here's the thing: he came to Serrano because he had a lot of fatigue. And after doing this red light therapy, getting his vitamin D levels up, he felt better. So the question is: is like if he now feels better, is he? in a bad place just because the levels say that they're too high I talked to him because I was taking 5,000 units mm-hmm. which I've, is nothing I bumped it up to 10,000 units always with K by the way always take your vitamin D with K and uh, I told him I was like you know what I'm thinking about bumping it to 20,000 and he told me it was just this evening he said no don't do that he said bump it to 15 and then go to 20 two weeks later and work your way up to 30,000 units of vitamin D. Well, didn't he say he had one person, one of the case studies, or one of the, one of his patients was at like 100,000? It was fucking it ridiculous. Was I, I yeah. was blown away by that. 
it. Yeah, it was crazy high. And we're going to... We have to talk about this on the regular podcast because there's so many, there's so much information on my phone from screenshots and so many things. The impact of vitamin D on, uh, you know, your, I mean, everything from your metabolism. I tell you that I don't want to forget about this. It made me think because you imagine ten minutes of red light therapy, right? And his levels were that high. I am in the sun usually, not right now. You're a lot of lot of sun. Skip is in the sun. More than most human beings I know. <laughs> I'd be curious to know what your vitamin, vitamin D levels, D levels are. are exactly. Do you ever get them tested? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And what do they come out at? It's, well, they're never under 100. So okay. 120, 140. But, it, again, it just depends. I don't supplement it. Yeah. Well, I, I do now. <laughs> I, yeah. I think I was at 87 when I went in recently yeah. to get some lab work done. In fact, my doctor told me uh, at one point in Colorado, he said if I could get every one of my patients with their vitamin D levels to be like mine. Yeah. That he would have so many so many of his patients not getting sick. Really? Yeah. Huh. You know, I wonder if I can go live at the YouTube or go like share this with the Facebook group. Wouldn't that be cool? The other thing too that I that I want to touch on with you, I mean we talked about it a little bit, but um well, there's us. The homage for John. Oh yeah. How 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 cool and how moving was that? Set set that up and tell him what you're talking about. We had what roughly what half day on Friday, about one o'clock to what do you think eight o'clock for presentations, one to eight, something like that. Yeah. Yesterday. What? Yeah, yeah. And then today fun. was eight until six. Yeah. And at seven o'clock they did an homage. Everybody got together in the biggest conference room and there was a video display oh like pictures and videos mm-hmm. of john from from before he was big uh in fact there was that one picture of him as a, like a kid he had to be like 16 yeah. with arnold that was a great picture yeah. all the way up until the time he was you know an adult and then past his competing hanging out with his kids and stuff a lot of the friends on the panel, a lot of John's friends, uh, close friends, Dave, uh, Dr. Serrano, uh, Victoria. Victoria people, was people up there. Who were close to him. Yeah. Uh, said some some nice things. To, uh, but they basically everybody gave at least one personal story, and then um, the, what they uh, you know, referenced Mary. Mary was here, of course, which was. I got to well, meet Mary for the first so time. Did I. That was the first time you met her. Yeah, it was the I first didn't time know I met her. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, I introduced myself too because I just wanted to meet her. Did not know that that was John's brother. Yeah. I felt like an asshole because I didn't introduce myself well, to him. Uh, you, but there was but no way are. for me to know, right? I am kind of an asshole. You are. But you, in you defense of myself, there was really no way to know. And I was so focused on Mary because I wanted to meet her. Yeah. Like, you don't know who I am, but. I just wanted to meet you, Mary. And she was exactly what I thought she would be. Sweet, funny, cool, I don't know. Yeah. You know, what you Yeah, think. she was awesome, man. I, I got to tell her about my relationship to John. And when I say relationship, I use that word loosely. Because I told her, and I haven't said this on the podcast before, I've told Andrew Barry, but... I was intimidated by John because I looked up to him so much 
and I was always, you know, arm's length close to him because, you know, I mean, that's my, I literally met my wife because John brought her to our community. Right. Um, and I'm good friends with his friends, people like Andrew and Scott, and we've had him on the shows a number of times. And um, at the same time, though, like I was always in such awe of him. If there's anything I regret, it's that I didn't get over that and actually like just treat him as a person because yeah. I looked up to him just so fucking much. So I, I told that to Mary, and I also told her the way I've looked up to him in so many ways. First in bodybuilding, then second in business. Even like, how do we deal? How do I deal with? people who are assholes you know like how do you deal with trolls and I oftentimes said or how do we deal with difficult topics that are real charged that are happening right now do we talk about it and I've said to myself on many occasions how would John handle this so he's still he still influences me to this day and although he was I tried to keep him on the shows like at least once a year I wanted to bring John in but I feel like his influence has been through all the podcasts that we've ever done like this entire channel because he, he influenced me for since like 2008 since when I when I started doing this training. So. When was the first time you met him face to face? Don't say to don't say the Arnold when we were together. Was it? No. Okay. No. That was the first time I met. Him. Okay. Did you see how awkward I was? No. Were you awkward? It was oddly it was bizarre. <laughs> it, it was just very I felt awkward. Yeah. It was almost because I you know, I, I knew him relatively well from online and from the industry, and we would, you know, speak. Yeah. And we would interact, of course, during podcasts and, and things like that. And we had a lot of the same. We would agree on a lot of things from nutrition and training, and, and you know, I would give him a hard time. He'd give me a hard time about stuff. And I, I told Mary the story about our wives. We had a lot of parallels, especially the family component, which I told you I had. And I still do a lot of respect for the fact that he was in the industry and he was so well known and it was such a big part of not only his, you know, his revenue stream, his business and, and that sort of thing, but just a big part of who he was. Yeah. And he was able to keep everything in perspective yeah. with the family and, and you know, at the same time where he's doing all the traveling and, and competing and turning pro and, and that sort of thing. Um, but it was. I, I, I remember shaking his hand. We were by the best, uh, best bar booth. Yeah, yeah. So I probably had already ingested three or four um, GI distressing protein bars at that point. Dude. Was a little amped. Skip, I don't know if you guys know this. Jesus Christ. We went to the best bar ever booth at the Arnold, and Skip literally ate six best bar ever bars back to back to back to back to back to back to back. And they were loaded with fiber. <laughs> they were really good. They were loaded with You know what? Oh. But it wasn't the fiber. Here's the thing. What did Stan say? I what? bet it was the sugar alcohols. Oh. Fiber probably in, now looking back on it, when Stan said that, I thought, you know what? It probably was the sugar alcohols. I don't know how much sugar alcohol were in those, though. The only thing is, I don't know if fiber would have hit me that fast. Here's the thing. Whether it was the fiber or whether it was the sugar alcohols, right now, in the middle of a conversation, I needed to find a bathroom. And remember, we were with Brittany. Brittany, in the middle of the Arnold. And Brittany was uh, just talking. And, uh, uh, 
Yeah, she was. And she, she talked a lot. She kept talking. I'm like, I got to go to the... I think I she own... maybe took like a pre-workout or something. Some, and she was But I barely made it. And you can imagine at the Arnold how busy the bathrooms are, right? Yeah. And I go in there <laughs> and I, for lack of a better way, I just blow ass. Just destroy... And I was in there for what? I mean, you said you left. You were waiting for me because I came out. And I'm like, where the hell did they go? We waited like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. BSG it with was Big violent. Dave Tate. That's going to happen. BSG with Big Dave Tate. Did you? How did? We did, talked about it. Oh, we did? <laughs> yeah. We already talked about that, Skip. Okay. I didn't think I had said what it was, but. Yeah. Oh, I did. I you said did. I put him on the spot. That's right. Yes. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Dave is, he agreed. And, and he didn't hesitate. Yeah, he was. I, I actually thought because I told him like I don't want to put you on the spot. You look up to him a lot, anyway. don't you? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I could tell like yeah. when you because so Skip introduced me to him. I was gonna have my wife introduce me to Dave Tate because I never met him before until today, and I was like waiting for Victoria because she's good friends with him, yeah. and I was like, you know, why not do it that way? And finally, she was just so busy. I can't blame her. She literally had people lined up to talk to her the entire time, this entire weekend. She's pretty much a cool. celebrity the whole weekend. She was. It's, it's cool. It was really cool to yeah. see. But uh, So finally I was like, Skip, you're my second choice. <laughs> Introduce <laughs> me to Dave Tate. second choice. Introduce me to Dave Tate. <laughs> and then it's just like, Dave Tate, this is Scott. And that yeah. was it. There was That's no it. like big buildup. No like, this is the creator of Think Big Body Scott Building right Media. I said this is Victoria's. Husband. You did. You helped. You helped. <laughs> so at least that way, he wouldn't just be like, okay, who the fuck is Scott? Yeah. 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 This is Victoria's husband, Scott. I gotta ask again. Um, can you guys hear all the background sound, the chirping over here? Because we are sitting at Swiss in the lobby. You know what, dude? Hold on. I'm gonna be right back. I'm going to just take these people for a little ride. Guys, we're going to go see what's going on here at Swiss. I'm just going to point some people out real quick. I'll be right back. Skip is going to feel real awkward just sitting here in front of this light by himself. But that's the way it's going to be because you guys have to meet some people. Actually, we're not going to meet anybody. We're just going to walk over here and we're going to say hi to a couple people and maybe wave. But you can see, though, there's, like, this massive group of all sorts of people that are just, like, hanging out here. All right, and I'm going to walk into them. I'm holding my laptop right now. <sighs> For all 30 of you. Let's see. Hey, how's it going? Hey, look who I found. Look who I found. <laughs> it's my beautiful wife. We're on YouTube right now. Uh, hi. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, let me let you continue on. How do you go, Scott? We're doing it right now. Okay. Yeah. There's Rick Collins is over here. He did a great presentation. Ah, uh, thank you. We're we're live on YouTube at the moment. We are. Hey, everybody. Fantastic. To swing by and give everybody a little bit of a tour. Ken Show wanted everybody. To, yeah. Ken, Ken wanted everybody to kind of get the feeling for what's happening after Swiss. Well, Swiss itself is amazing. The after Swiss is equally amazing. Um, you know, just uh, some of the best speakers you can find. Including and, Rick Collins. Well, thank you. And hopefully there'll be a Swiss 2023. And if there is, I hope that everybody who's on YouTube, YouTube will actually come and visit. Yeah, yes. That includes you. Yes. To actually come with us and join us next year. Yes. Thank you. So, yeah, like I said, there's a lot of people here. I'm going to get back to Skip now. We just maybe we'll pop back over here 
but as you can see, there's just like a ton going on. So I'll get back to Skip now. I'm literally holding a laptop for you in front of all these people. I look like a retard. Excuse me. I look dumb. I'm not supposed to say that word. All right. We're walking back over. Doug Myers is with us. What's up? I'm working with Doug's son, and uh, he's doing an incredible job so far. All right. Here's Skip. So I left Skip, like I said, just sitting here. If you didn't know who Skip was, and you just saw some random guy sitting in front of a light like this, you'd be like, what is that? Who is this guy? <laughs> you could say you're working on your vitamin D levels. All right. They wanted to sit over here. Who did? Those guys. Oh, yeah? yeah. They wouldn't want to I now. Told them we were doing a podcast, and one of them laughed. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind yeah, of, yeah. I wouldn't ask Yeah. I saw you talking to Rick. Yeah, I stopped to talk to Rick. Yeah. I, I found Victoria. Was it very loud over there, guys? Because I imagine you probably couldn't hear anything. Yes, the Juice Goose. Isn't that a great name? Juice yeah. Goose. YouTube, where you can literally go back to whatever names you want. Um, great experience. Would love to attend. Doug, you would absolutely love this. I know you well enough to know that you would love it. Um, what did you learn? What's one thing you learned from Swiss? Jeez, one thing I learned. That's hard to narrow down. Uh, I appreciated the a lot of the rehab stuff, to be honest with you, because of you know my oldness and my <laughs> my uh, being prone to injury. I picked up a lot of information there. I mean, gosh, one thing. Uh, you know, listening to Dr. Serrano, too, and everything he was saying. I think what's impressive, because I can't really narrow it down to one, but what was impressive to me is I I got a lot of information in my brain. You got a lot of information in your brain. I mean, that's what people listen to us for on the podcast. Yeah. These presenters were like, the, the amount of knowledge and the ability to articulate it and just throw it out, you, even after an hour, you know that that's like a fraction of It's like you want them to talk... I'll say this, the presentations need to be longer. They need to be yeah. longer than an hour because there's so much information there. It's I can listen to Stan. I could probably sit there for three hours. Yeah. I, it's really that impressive. And Victoria, the, the, the things she knows about female hormones, and it, it's, just, it's just insane. It's yeah. It, you see, here's what I've learned. There are so many people that will just randomly be like, Oh, yeah, bro, let me see your labs. I'll read them for you. Uh -huh. And especially women, I don't do that. Like, I, I will look at them, but I'm not, I'm not going to ever be... Like, when she looks at your labs, it's going to take her two to seven hours to respond. And when I say, not because she didn't look at them for, you know, she put it off. She literally, it's two to seven hours of work yeah. to really look at your labs. So... When you have somebody who's like, oh, yeah, bro, just DM your labs to me, and then 30 seconds later says, you're fine, or you need to take some Tudka, or, you know, whatever, like, seriously, question that. Well, even you as know? a trainer, it's a reminder that as much as we know, as a trainer, when things are outside of your wheelhouse, or things are so complicated, or they're beyond your scope, yeah. You need to have the resources or the people to say, you know what, I need to pass this off 
to yeah. you, whether it be Victoria or anything else. And that's, that's the, the thing is having the resources. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know? But it's you have to know who the people... It's a thing to do, though, versus just saying, oh, well, it's this, 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 and this. I see this. And I've seen a lot of blood work over the years. But the shit that I learned today in an hour, yeah. I couldn't... I couldn't note it fast enough on my phone. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go back and listen to them. I'm going to pay to listen to the presentations again because I know I only picked up, what, 30, 40% of what if was that, said? You yeah, know? yeah if exactly. That, yeah. I picked up the important stuff, the things that well, stuck with me. And some of it, too, was like we 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 didn't get a chance to actually review it. Like Victoria, mm-hmm. she, had, she had put a bunch of stuff together, but she was running short on time. Right. So she was like, this will be in my notes for the people that were here. You're like, this will be in my notes that you guys will all receive. These are my recommendations on the things that you should do, you know, to ensure that your health's in a good place. But we don't have time to cover that, so we go to, like, three slides forward, right. you know? Yep, so exactly. there is that, too. And and uh, Militech did the exact same thing, you know? So, yeah. If anything, they like you had mentioned before, they could have gone longer. I don't know. Do you think people would have hung? For like I don't know that they all would have, but here's the thing. We all paid the same amount of money to get in, so if you did find that you didn't want to sit there for the entire presentation, or yeah. you, for, what, for whatever reason you felt bored, you could get up and leave, too. And the people that would want to stay and get more information would be available to do that. Yeah. And I think the large majority of people would have stayed. Yeah. I, I'd be shocked if that wasn't the case. And the cool thing is, is, for those of you who wanted to be here and couldn't be here, you can purchase, I don't know how long it's going to take, but you can purchase the presentations and watch them. I don't know if you can download them. I don't know how that is, if they're going to be, but they're video, video presentations you can purchase just like you were here. You just don't get the, the networking and the shooting the shit and having fun in between the, the presenters and, and at night when we go out to dinner and sit here and do a podcast on a Saturday night. Yeah. You know, all yeah. that. But. We didn't get to hear Mario Novo because uh, we were we sat in on Rick Collins' talk. So we missed Mario Novo. He or he did the uh, blood flow restriction stuff. Which is funny because I was honest with you and I told you. You did? I'm being transparent. Yeah. You told that, Mario too. And, and my clients will say, I did. I was honest with him. But my clients... They know that I have said this too. I have not been impressed and I have blown off that blood flow restriction training as being novel because yeah. it's been around for a long time. And I have always said, and even people listening now will have heard me say, everything is cyclical. Things that don't work or work will go away and then they'll come back five years, 10 years later, and we'll try them again. But holy shit is there a lot more to this well you had the the strap on on your leg the strap on the strap on your leg the strap on (laughs) and i hesitate (laughs) strapped to your leg and we're doing squats and i could see you you're sucking air after doing 15 of them i I was gonna suck air regardless that's uh, because yeah i just can't do squats i didn't i shouldn't have committed at like 10 o'clock at night to try blood flow restriction. Right. So that machine he had, Mario had, was like, I forget how many, $7,000. $7, yeah. yeah. $7,000. But they put the cuff on my leg, and the, restri- the, the way that it constricted was so even and perfect. Mm-hmm. It was, it was you, like you could tell, this is like the Cadillac of oh, sure. constriction. Well, and I think know? that's what people need to know, too, is, you know, my idea of blood flow restriction was, well, let's just, let's cinch up, you know, our legs. You're lifting straps or something, yeah. This machine 
you have a tempo, a speed tempo, where you do the concentric and the eccentric. And it shows you how fast to go on the concentric, how fast to go on the eccentric. Right. And, yeah. and then it releases. So you have a second pause or whatever the timing is for the pause. Then you go and you do another rep. Yeah. And it, it, it restricts or constricts and it, it's pretty crazy. And you can't do that just taking a pair of wraps like John did a long time ago. Like I did. I did that too. too. And yeah. just, you know, cinch up your arms or cinch up your leg and then go to town. <laughs> yeah. So big difference. So what I'm interested in it for is that it, you you can reduce blood clots or potential of blood clots yeah. with this. Um, whatever I can't remember the term. We're gonna get Mario Novo on. Yeah. Here's the thing. So he had this set of cuffs that he suggested. They're still not cheap. They're like three hundred dollars for a set of them. I'm gonna get these things, and I'm going to employ two things. Yeah. Number one is. So I haven't been able to get into good shape. Part of it is my ability to be motivated since I got sick has been up and down. Like I, I literally feel like shit for weeks at a time and I struggle physically at that point. I'm gonna say fuck it. I think I've been doing good enough that even if I am at lower points, I will be able to still hold it together some. My goal is I'm gonna try to get into what I'd consider to be decent shape by the Olympia. So that's one goal. And the other goal is I am going to do an experimentation with these cheaper cuffs for blood flow restriction. And I'm going to talk to you guys about it as I do for that whole thing. Because I, I think there could be benefits. And I'm I mean, intrigued. just a hell of, a, a hell of an experiment. Yeah, you know I'm I mean? intrigued. It'll be fun. I may well join you with that. And I mean, 300 bucks. I, I think he said 300 for what? 600 for a pair? Is that? No, no, it was 300 for a pair. Oh, okay. No, yeah, and then he said they make smaller ones for your arms, but you can't use the arm ones and the leg ones at the same time. You can use the leg ones for your arms, though. So it's kind of a rip to then you're paying 600 thing is though is because I haven't been training I could probably use the arm ones on, on your legs, legs. yeah I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure save a few no, bucks no I don't think I'm so I'm pretty sure I could save a few bucks Skip yeah. has been very uh, modest he feels like <laughs> since he hasn't been training for a while that he's like went to garbage but he's still he's still Scott's bigger Scott's just being nice he's so sweet I bought Skip dinner the other night he still hasn't put out it paid off didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah we didn't really have an agenda here except for to say hi to you guys. What do we have? We here? wanted to rub it in that we were having a lot of fun at Swiss. Yeah. And you guys aren't. Uh. Gotta get to work. Get to work, Doug. Oh yeah. Doug's a travel nurse. No. That's where the big box is. Derek's watching us. We could what does he got a question here? What would be the benefit other than pumps? A blood flow restriction. Well, we're going to get Mario on to talk about that. But the list is long. Yeah. It's, it, what caught my attention was what you just said about clots. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. It Ooh. sends out something chemically that reduces clots. Yeah. It's, and, and Mario talks about this. I mean, he knows it like the back of his hand. It's crazy. First, he's incredibly intelligent, incredibly well-educated. Uh, PhD. Uh, well, he's a physical therapist. Yeah. He uh, there's a there's Thank a you, bachelor's in there, but there's yeah. a he's a physical therapist, and then his PhD is in and, and, and something really complicated. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, he's a smart guy. But very intelligent. Yeah, he can rattle off study after study, 
talking about the, it's I tell you what, he's so smart that I'm not kidding. We're sitting at dinner and he's just talking about shit that I don't have any idea about, and I just do this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh. totally. I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. Oh. oh, absolutely. And Mario, then I, and I throw in a couple right, I, like, right. Yeah, right. Mario. I can see Mario over there right now. Isn't that him? Yeah, I, I cannot see that. One. That guy looks like Scott Stevenson. He does. As far as I'm Look at this, guys. Hold on a second. See if you can see. You guys see that guy in the red shirt back there? He's got a mohawk. He looks like Scott Stevenson. That guy stopped and turned around. He saw me and smiled. He's like, I don't want to be on camera. What the fuck? We're going to get kicked out of this Literally place. turned around and walked the other way. We're going to get kicked out of here, I think. But it's been nice. It's been worth it. Oh, yeah. To bring Swiss to the people. Yeah, I'll um, be here next year. Yeah. I, I'll make plans. I'll make sure that I'm here. I, I think he said in the past he's only done it every other year. Oh. Yeah. Because so it takes that much work to put it together. So it might not if be... If I find out the Swiss is next year and you're here... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't do it next yeah. year, Skip. It's only every other like, year. You told me every don't other... And Andrew will be guys. here. That'll be fucked yeah. up. You and Andrew here? Yeah. Like, you guys told me it wasn't... Oh, and I'll be like, oh, Andrew, this live stream is so much better this year. <laughs> no shit. What does this say here? Uh, Nick asked us a question. He said, um, did you guys learn something you might implement or change with any of your current clients? Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, I'm going to very quickly and easily say yes. And yet mm. at the same time, I can't tell you what that is because ah, there's just yes. so much. That's a great way of putting it, man. There's... I, I, there's just so much I I can't I can't explain. It's a it's an evolution, really. And I mean, I'm sure like, there were some things that you were like, okay, yeah, I knew that. Okay, yeah, I knew that. And then you're like, I did not know that. I did yeah. not know that. Holy shit! I'm gonna take a screenshot of that. You know, I took notes when uh, Mike Militech was talking. Um, also, I wanted to try something. Serrano was talking about um, copper. And your lungs. Did you remember that part? He was talking about the copper zinc balance. I do, yes. So I'm going to talk to him about that. And uh, he was talking, okay, so Militech was talking about some stuff that we're going to get him on the show. Because I want to talk to him about overtraining. Because that's like something that all of our listeners... I think like he's every single one of you guys. Or psychiatrist? psychiatrist. Psychiatrist with a background in, uh, he was a, an Olympic weightlifter. Yeah. So he's also uh, using ketamine yep, therapy. Yep, ketamine therapy. There's yeah. this, it, the guy's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. There's a lot And he there. does TRT. He's a T, the, primarily he's a TRT doctor. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. But yeah, with a background as an Olympic weightlifter and he's a psychiatrist that's also doing ketamine infusions. I thought his story about bringing the, say, the Russian athletes. Yeah. Uh, albums. Yeah. Like records and, like, American stuff that they can't get over there. And they wanted to swap for, <laughs> essentially, gear. Yeah. But here, you take the gear, you give us American shit, like records and It's a good deal, and, man. Yeah. It's a good deal. Uh, and it makes sense because he's old enough that, uh, what year was he? 84. 84. I thought it was the 80s, but I was 14. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. So he he probably wasn't much older. He was probably 18. What did he have me? By four years, maybe? Yeah. Because he would have probably been in his late teens. Yeah. So get this. Here were the... the uh, 
I, I saw the pattern. Like, all of our people who listen are addicted to training. There's no question, right? And here's the thing is, you get to that point, think about when you're overtrained. Here's some things I, I wrote down. When you stop finding pleasure in other things, that's where burnout is around the corner. The only thing that spikes pleasure is your sport. You ever get to that point where like life isn't really that exciting? I can't wait till I get to the gym because that's what excites me. Gee, I don't know how I feel right now not training. Like You've been nothing there. else. Oh yeah, you've I, been there. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. I'm you've in a case there. of a bit of a, a burnout right now in the sense that. And I feel that without the training, I'm I'm quite lost. So when we get to that point, we start to disassociate from our feelings, and that's when we stop we stop listening to our bodies. So that's also where injury fucking happens, which makes total sense. You know, here, and I'm gonna piggyback off that and say this: the question was, what we if we learn something that we take away or something that we. I did learn this, and, and I'm. And this is going to sound stupid, but I would not, until I got here, would not give enough credit to the thought process impacting your hormone. Not, not just you, know, you think of like stress as cortisol. It's this giant cascade that it impacts everything. So then I'm questioning my negativity over the last couple of months. Going, I'm huh. making myself. Yes. Clearly, just by my thoughts alone, never mind eating like shit and gaining a bunch of weight and lying on the couch for three days at a time, but the the negative thoughts that are impacting my internal everything, yeah. pretty much internal everything. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, and I didn't huge. hear it just from one person. I heard it from a different time, from three different presenters at some point during their presentation. Yeah. So if you didn't get it the first, if I didn't believe it the first time. Yeah. I, I had to start believing it the second time, and then the third because they clearly didn't get together <laughs> and go, "We're going to make up some shit, and we're going to all talk about this so people believe it." It's just the reality. So after you get to the point where you dissociate your feelings, so to, to recap, I'll say addiction to training. First, you stop finding pleasure in other things. You only get those dopamine spikes when you're in the gym. Then from there, then you begin to dissociate from your feelings, okay? And then from there, get this, that's where your personality becomes restricted and you say things like, I am nothing without this sport. I cannot see myself not training. And that's where, that's where shit really goes bad. That's where you look over your that's shoulder you get like they're not hurt. talking about you. Yeah. He must be talking about the guy behind me. He's Dude, he's talking, talking about, about every single person who listens to our podcast, including the people who do the podcast. We've all been there. You know what I mean? So I thought that was cool. We'll bring Militech on to talk about this more in depth. Plus, he knows about neurotransmitters. So the question's like, you know, why do I feel weird emotionally when I take DECA? He, like, he knows the answer to that. I, I had breakfast with him this morning, and he was talking about that and it was interesting the way he put that you know how we always say that like steroids don't uh, alter your personality if you're a dick then you take steroids and you're a bigger dick the way he put it was that they they don't change things but they definitely turn the levers I thought it was specifically aggression 
wasn't it? Well, he talked today when I was talking to him. It was oh, about okay. all the levers okay. that steroids themselves don't change things. They don't turn things on, but they definitely play with the levels. Mm-hmm. Amplify them. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a really nice guy, so when I'm on, I'm just like You're even nicer. nicer. Yeah. Pretty nice. Have you ever been like a real big dick on steroids and known it? <laughs> I, I think my first trend cycle, I was a dick. And number one, I was taking too much trend. But number two, I also wasn't sleeping at all. Like, I was I'm getting totally zero kidding. sleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally kidding. I, I think my situation is not just the gear. And I think this goes for a lot of other people, too. When you put the gear with very aggressive dieting yes. and hunger, yep. you really have to have an awareness of what is of what you're doing so that you understand it. I tell this to clients all the time. If you're going to be on gear and you're new to gear, you need to know that when you start to blow up when you're in traffic, you need to remind yourself that you're on gear and that might be playing into you being a little bit more aggravated and irritated than you otherwise would be. And I think awareness is a, is a big deal. We're gonna have some great guests on. Yeah. I mean, look at it. You got, you got Mario. There's Mario already right lined now. up. We should grab him real quick. Look at, see that guy over there with who's shaking people's hands? Not the guy with the white hair, but the guy with the, whose arms are on. That's Ed Cohen. You were asking who Ed Cohen was. He, we can't oh, yeah. see him now. He's right behind this plant. That, guy, you guys, that you, guy's black. <laughs> Ed's. He's not a black guy. Oh. So he just took a picture. I don't have my glasses on. Oh. <laughs> Ed Cohen's right over there, guys. Kaz, saw Kazmaier. Yeah. I had to ask who he was. I'm like, and I, I had an idea it was him. Yeah. But I had to ask, and then it told me it was Kazmaier. Yeah. Oh, God. Legend. But we, we Mario, uh, coming up as far as guests, Mario, Dave Tate, um, how do you say his last name? Mil- Militech. Militech. Yeah. There's three right there that you guys are going to love. There's just, yeah. there's just a ton of, not just a ton of information from all three, but from all, each one of them. I'm going to grab Mario. When he gets off the phone, we'll get him. Is, to, he's right there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, he's not black. No, Mario's really smart. Oh, you're yeah. talking about Ed Cohen. He's black. I thought you were talking about Mario. No, I'm just having fun. Uh, there's a lot of big dudes here too. Like, there's some guys that stand out. Powerlifting big. There's a lot of powerlifting big guys. I did meet a guy, Nick, who we're going to have on the show. Okay, I was just going to ask you, who is Nick? Because he told me that he had read my articles years ago about skip loading. We're going to have him on the show. Like, oh, no kidding. Yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. Uh, what's his last name? I'll get his last name later. I can't nice remember guy. Offhand. But yeah, he's a cool guy. And he worked with Porter for, for a few years. Oh, or, is that or right? Few, yeah. Bodybuilder like, or powerlifter? Body, okay. Bodybuilder. Okay, yeah. I would assume just the way he was. Oh, built. yeah. But yeah. I, the thing is, is and you guys would probably assume this, but the large majority of people here are strength athletes. They're, I don't think it's, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but the large majority of people here, the bodybuilders are the minority, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> what did I do? I'm going to bed. I had my mandatory one beer. <laughs> We're doing a podcast as we speak. Oh, hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Skip, introduce them really quick. You're going to really do that to me? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are you, sir? Uh, I used to be a good power lifter. My name is Eddie Cohen. <laughs> and I'm here listening to everyone, including his amazing wife. <laughs> Thank Have you. Have a good night. Thank you. Take Thanks for easy. being here, man. 
No, I legit didn't have my glasses on. I didn't yeah. know. So I told you. That's why I was I know, at. but I couldn't Guys, say it. we just had Ed Cohen. <laughs> now we can officially say we had Ed Cohen not on only, the podcast. But not only did we have Ed Cohen on the podcast, but my dumb ass didn't know who he was. Can oh I put... Can I put... Shoot me. Listen, can I put... Uh, in the headline at the end of this, can I put featuring Scott and Skip featuring Ed Cohen? Ed Cohen just for clicks, if nothing else. Dude, he knew who I was. That's cool. That's just crazy. Ed Cohen knew who I was, guys. That made my day. It's all right. So bad. Mario, I'm gonna tell Mario to come visit us here. Are you guys all right with this? Hanging out with us for a few? You have to go to bed anytime soon. Saturday we night. We don't want to keep you up. None. Nobody on that list is doing a damn thing on a Saturday night. Come on now. Ryan asked a question here. What is it? He asked us, "What is Swiss?" What is Swiss? Well, I know what it is, but I don't tell, know what the acronym stands for. Tell them. For. I will be right back. Yeah, that's horrible. That's okay. You just totally threw me under no, the bus. No, no, okay. No. I, it's, you don't have to tell them that. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the acronym is, so it's not going to happen anyway. Essentially, it's a symposium of a bunch of presenters in the strength community, uh, which is why it's predominantly powerlifters, um, you know, strength coaches, things like that. That's why bodybuilders are kind of in the minority here. There's not a whole, whole lot of us running around here. Maybe even 20%. It's pretty low. A lot of um, personal trainers, practitioners, like chiropractors and things like that, who want to just gain knowledge. Uh, from the strength conditioning community to be better chiropractors and, and better practitioners. What did, did he say it? about me while I was gone, guys? <laughs> 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 All right, yeah, he's on the phone right now, but he's going to come over here. I was afraid that he would, like, disappear back yeah. in the crowd or leave or something. So, But nobody's, like, going anywhere. No, they're just fucking out. hanging out here. Yeah. Oh, we got another question here. Um... Question, I got crazy bloat from test. Anything to do other than an AI love the BSG podcast. Nice. Which does what Thanks, was John. the environment around discussions around AIs? It's awesome to see that, isn't it? It's, yeah. It is it, the Somebody, industry is very quickly changing to not necessarily anti AIs, but definitely not pro AI. The information that was presented by more than, I mean, at least two or three presenters was, no, stay away from them unless you have to. Is it, I mean, that's about the best way that I can, that I can explain. Stay away from them unless you have to. Yeah. Which backs up running your estrogen levels a little bit higher. Dr. Serrano said, he, I, correct me if I'm wrong, it, it was Dr. Serrano, but I believe he would say he doesn't even like to run... TRT or an AI yeah, at for all. Yeah, TRT. TRT. He said for TRT, where you don't need to use an AI, he won't use it anymore. With guys that are enhanced, he will use an AI. Guys who are enhanced is in like running a cycle, or as he put it, running 14 different compounds. Like he's like, he, I'm not going to name names, but somebody at the Olympia who was using 14 compounds, right? But which he, isn't crazy, right? And I'm glad that you made that point because. I think we have gone from, say, eight to ten years ago where it's almost like this unwritten rule that you have to have an AI while you're on cycle to now it's like, okay, not only keep track of your estrogen levels, but uh, but you don't want them too low and not to use that AI unless you have run the estrogen levels a little bit higher. Yeah. What was the ratio? Well, the idea was there was no ratio. I, someone threw out 20 to 1. Oh, uh, that's right. Someone did throw yeah, out a ratio. It was, uh, let me correct that. I think they said 10, 
between 10 and 20 to 1. But the idea was if you're not getting symptoms. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Absolutely. You're not getting symptoms. Yeah. Somebody asked, yeah, somebody brought that up at the steroid panel. Somebody stood up and at, posed the question to the group yeah. about AIs. And I'm not going to mention any names. That was such a name. brilliant question. I really, whoever asked that question, I feel like they really made the event. I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to get into the, to the, like the back end of it, but there was a comment made by a well-respected person me. on the panel. It was me. I asked the question about the AIs. <laughs> <laughs> a well-respected person on the panel that I believe it makes it clear that no, that, that the industry is starting to turn away from Novadex. Do you agree? Because of the potential health, or the health risk. That's what uh, Serrano said. Okay, Serrano I wasn't going to mention any names, but if you want to, well, Serrano okay. said it. No, I know. Yeah. I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Serrano said he, he wasn't going to do any ASM, you know. Hey, what's up, Danny? What? Say what, hi. Uh, tell us about your, uh, your talk. What was it about? Hi. And don't say it was shitty because it wasn't shitty. What's your last name, Danny? <laughs> I'm Danny LaMartina. What's and up? I, what's up? I, <laughs> I get really tired. I'm a doctor of physical therapy. I'm an IFBB pro and physical, uh, yeah, PT, powerlifter. I get really, really sad when PTs tell people not to train because it's not how it should yeah, be. Yeah, that's right. I have a really long email exchange with Skip where I was like, Skip, I think you need to keep training. <laughs> that yeah. is true. That was through my knee injury, which... I mean, you reached out. Matter of fact, you reached out to me twice without me reaching out to you. And you're like, look, I know you're still having this problem. And I'm trying not to beat you down with all my shit that's going on. And you were very helpful. So I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate all that. Pushing me to try. And it did help. It took a long time to get through well, You had a pretty good plan of action, too. I mean, you already knew where you needed to go. You identified the tissue, plan of care. I mean, you had your structure. She's just being nice. That's not true. He's brilliant. So if you were to give training advice to prevent injury to our bodybuilding listeners and that's a real big general that's huge it, a real big general thing but like one piece of take yeah, like advice a for, what would that be? especially for looking at making training not only effective training but making training something that's going to build you to be stronger as a whole more resilient really really control your eccentric and I don't mean like control your eccentric think about where that control is coming from Yes. Your ability to maintain tension in that muscle is not only going to grow the muscle, but you're really going to take care of your tendons. You're going to get better joint motion. Better joint motion on the arthrokinematic side is almost always going to yield better development for that kind of 3D round shape, too, just from like the, all the afferent information that gets sent up to the brain. So if you want development, you're going to have to get good output. A lot of times it's going to come from better eccentric control. Where can people follow you? You can follow me at danny at teamtroponent.com is my email. Nice. Otherwise, I'm on Instagram as at Danny, Del Danny LaMartina DPT. Nice. Word. Thank you for stopping by. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even know you were going to be a guest. I'm going to go eat some cake now. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'll see you guys I soon. offered you a cookie. She's cool. She didn't want to take a cookie. She didn't want a cookie? No. I would not take a cookie from you either. <laughs> I want truth, truth is, if she wanted one, I wasn't going to give her one anyway. So what was his question? Uh, he had a question about bloating. You remember that? Crazy bloating from test. I would look at your nutrition, brah. For real. Yeah, body fat levels too. Yeah. Higher body, body fat, fat levels, levels. you're gonna to tend to hold. Uh, well, let, let me say this. What let's define bloat. Water retention? That's what I'm guessing. Okay. I just yeah. wanna 
because sometimes people will refer to bloat as almost Stomach extension bloat. as well yeah. too. But I assume water retention, I think you said the same thing. So go to your body fat levels first because you're gonna tend to carry more water the higher your body fat levels. Get leaner. Get leaner, I would say number one, look at your water intake. And number two, which is not second, but number one and number two are tied for number one, if that makes sense. <laughs> number one, part two, is look at your nutrition. 1A. Yeah, 1A is water, and 1B is your nutrition, because you will be more mineral retentive while you're on anabolic steroids. So that would be the number one place that I would personally go. I found, dude, you've seen this. You get a client, new client, and they have a diet that's like, yeah, kind of all right, but they've got like, you know, some yogurt over here, some other shit over here, and they're trying to get lean. And then you just like pull out a few things and go all clean, and guess what? They lose like seven pounds yeah. in five days. You know what I mean? And, and I think a lot of that is, you just see, I see so much, and this is no offense to people, but I do, I see so much bad nutrition. And not bad, so much nutrition that could be better. Let me put it that way. Because like eating yogurt isn't bad, but if you have it for three of your protein sources, which I recently started working with a girl that that's what she did, it's like, eh, we could do a little better. I'm than not that. big on dairy anyway. Yeah. Quite frankly, we can get into that, but yeah. What else do we got here? Take less test. That is no, also an answer, that's Ryan. Horrible, horrible that's terrible advice, advice. Ryan. Take more. Ryan, what of, the hell? The answer is always yeah. more tests. When in doubt, take more. God. There's this magical thing happens that when you double the dose, yeah. the bloat just Surrounded goes away. By amateurs. Yeah, you guys didn't know that. <laughs> uh, take more other roids. That's all. Now, now he's on to something. Here's no, is that Ryan? Is that Same, also Ryan. Yeah. Okay, Ryan, a little piece of advice. And you, this one's unsolicited. Don't, yeah, you know where I'm going. <laughs> Don't refer to anabolic steroids as roids. Yes. No, it's no, it's a horrible, it's no. Okay, Thomas Thomas. Did his parents name him Thomas Thomas? Because that's kind of fucked up. They don't like you very much if they did. He said, I just wanted to say thank you to Skip for all the knowledge I acquired from IM. That's intense muscle, Skip. Nice. Changed my life. Very cool. Thomas Thomas. Now I like Thomas Thomas. And I like your parents. Do you feel bad? (laughs) Your name is awesome. Your name is perfect. Yeah. Why did your parents name you Skip? You know what's funny, too, is that I told you that I met a guy earlier here who came up to me while I was waiting for you. I don't know if his name is Thomas Thomas, but he basically said that he was... You did. Yeah, he was commenting about intense muscle, how he still goes to intense muscle, and I was flattered, brought a smile on my face. I don't get to hear as much as I would like about intense muscle anymore. You know, here's what I've realized, guys. Skip is real humble. (laughs) But the reason Skip's humble is because he really doesn't understand... Like his his literal his his level of value to the community, so it's not like he's intentionally humble. He just doesn't know any better. Yeah, just Scott's being nice. He wants All right. me to buy him a drink. At the bar. <laughs> Interesting. Thank you so much for the live, fellas. You two are the bomb. We can't say bomb in here, guys. We're gonna get kicked out if we do. There'll be an evacuation. Oh, dude, I gotta tell you, I made a mistake. I said, I was holding the laptop up over there while I did the tour, and I said, guys, I'm holding this laptop, and I look fucking Oh, angry. no, you didn't. I you said didn't. the R word. Oh, my God. And here's the thing. I stopped myself from saying fucking, and then I, but I still Which said. Which threw the R word. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, that was the word I was supposed to not say. 
So sorry. Misery loves company, though. I'm glad that you said it. Yes. Because now we're even. It's you, Andrew, Andrew, myself, and you. Now we have all said the same shit. Frederick says, uh, "Who do you guys think is going to win the Olympia Open class?" The Astros. Oh. I don't oh, know. the Olympia. I thought you meant the World Series. Did you know that there's 31 guys in Open this year? Is that right? Yeah, 31. 31. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. I haven't been following it yet. I'll be honest with you. We have to... Re- I, well, here's the thing. I haven't been following enough this year. If you guys didn't notice, I haven't done like a lot of contest breakdowns this year. I've been kind of a little removed from that. The, the channel has been doing a lot more of direct education stuff and less contest reporting stuff, which is... The contest reporting stuff's always been a passion of mine, and I just haven't been doing it as much. Anyway, I need to look this. I need to start digging in. You guys need to tell me who do you guys think is going to win the Olympia? Because seriously, I need to start looking into this because I'm going. So I need to figure this stuff out. Although we do know that like the top guys are still going to be there. We 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 we've got guys like Hadi is not going away. Hadi Chopin. We got Big Rami's not going away. We got Brandon Curry is not going away. So there's that. I'd throw this in here, and and I think this is the case every year with Rami. If he nails the conditioning, he'll win. He can't not win if he nails. The That's conditioning. what I'm saying. But the question with him is always nailing the condition. It's it, at least so far, it's not. You know, he hasn't been consistent. But you guys know how I feel about Chad. I think Chad is the best. Of the three top guys, that's just my that's just my thing. I know oh, we, yeah. we debated this between the three of us on the show that one time, and but I do. I think it's and I think if anybody will get it right, Chad will get it right. Who just started working with Chad? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Bumstead started working with Chad, and as Ron said, he was like, Chad knows how to win. Chad knows how to win. There's that. Think about so, it. If Chad comes away with Ronnie. Oh, that would be I mean, does not, nuts. that not cement Chad, really? Well, if I mean, he he's wasn't already got cemented for so many yeah. years. Yeah, like he's not cemented, that's true. But the argument is, I mean, you have Aceto, you have, um, you know, Hani, and you have... Um, and then Farah's kind of up there. Yeah, yeah, he is. Kind of. But I don't, I, I don't know that he'd be... Myself, I and mean, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but I don't know if a lot of people would put him in with the top three. No, no, I don't think so either. There. You know who else is really up there and has made a great comeback as a coach is Milos. True. Milos is doing a lot nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a lot of respect for. Yeah, and for making him. very dramatic. Yes. Changes. Yeah. Yeah, he is. So you guys tell us who do you guys think is going to win the O? Okie dokie says, I'm addicted to the drugs. We can get you help, man. Uh, what else do we have here? Yep. Derek, you've been overtraining for three years. What else do we have here? Will this be available to watch later? No, we're only doing it live right now, so when you miss this podcast, it's not going to be live. Unfortunately, yes. Oh, Swiss. Are you talking about or the podcast? This. I think he's talking about oh, this. I honestly didn't think he was. That's why I was being smart ass. Yeah. Yeah, this will be available later, unfortunately, for us. People will be able to... Like, we'd rather it went away. We're hoping it's, we're not going to be graded on yeah, this. Yeah, we're hoping you guys don't watch yeah. this. You know, don't. I'm pretty sure Andrew's watching it right now, just rolling his eyes. Just rolling his eyes. eyes. Yeah. Like, these guys... Like, Rachel, this is what happens. Here, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> look, at the, look at this shit when I'm not on. <laughs> She's like, Jesus. He might not come back now after this, you know? 
where y'all at? Well, we, we did talk about that. When this is over, you'll be able to go back to the beginning. We are at Swiss in Ohio, huge symposium of fitness educators. We just had, uh, well, we had Rick Collins on a few minutes ago, and uh, this show is featuring Ed Cohen, apparently. Ed Cohen was on. Ed Cohen was on for just a minute. But we're getting a couple of presenters to come over. I'm trying to get fucking Mario. Mario's being bitched out here. by his wife, I'm pretty sure, because he's been on the phone for a while. I think so, yeah. He forgot to call her earlier. Um, the man, the myth, the legend. Guys, who's going to win? Oh, look at that. We got people who saw Ed Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, I'm just getting through that. Oh, shit, we had a lot more questions or a lot more comments down here. How's Skit? What does it say? Uh, Doing without my cats. Yeah. My wife is texting me pictures this weekend of the cats. He says, when does he think he'll get back in the gym? Oh. Uh, Seriously? That's what he says, yeah. Um, I'll be back in the gym in in about two weeks. I have to travel to Chicago next week. I was at... here in Columbus last week for Table Talk. Here this week for Swiss. Be in Chicago next weekend. I have two clients in the show, which I'm very much looking forward to. That'll be fun. And then I have my daughter and her husband and our new grandchild coming to visit the week after. And after that week, I will be back in. I would have probably been back in without the travel about a week week ago. My head started turning for the better. That's good. That's good. What else do we have here? Uh, what does he say here? He says, I'm a fan watching while I meal prep some air fryer chicken tenders. <laughs> That's a good deal, man. Air fryer is nice. Oh, hey, so here's another thing that we talked about. Well, when I say we, we listened about yeah. was uh, Serrano was saying he's seeing levels of Teflon in people's Funny, blood. I was going to bring that up, too. I'm reaching. I, yeah, just, I'm you, there, I got yeah. these, too. These are the, oh, nice. these are the, that. yeah, oh, those are good. Yes. I told you I carry your flavor. <laughs> So that Teflon. was interesting. That's funny that you bring it up. I was going to bring it up as well. Yeah. Yep. Teflon. Matter of fact, was he was he kidding? And I don't think he was. He said that there were going to be allowable levels of Teflon. Was he was he kidding? As I don't know. He said there's levels? no. Allow- he said there's no. There's allowable. not. But wasn't his point that they were talking about that? I don't think so. Okay. Then yeah, I, I think he was joking. I okay. think he was joking. Right. Yeah. Let me ask you guys a question. How many of you cook on Teflon pans? Hit the, you know, comment. Hit the comment. Or just nod. We'll see. Yeah, just, yeah, just we'll agree. all those people nodding. Wow. It's a lot of people, yeah. Skip. A lot of people them. that should know better. But you know what? That's old news in the sense that we've kind of known that. What was surprising was the levels, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, really? Like, holy shit. Uh, same with the uh, cooking cast iron. Oh, yeah. Well, that I knew. Cooking cast iron increases your iron levels. But significantly. I didn't know that it would be significant. Well, think about it, too. If you're a bodybuilder and you're cooking five times a day. If you only like cooking a cast iron skillet on Sundays when you make your eggs, because that's the only time you eat real food, a Sunday morning, like, you know, breakfast with your family. And then outside of that, you eat fast food and garbage. So if your grandmother makes you Sunday morning breakfast on a cast iron skillet, you tell that bitch you can't eat that. And, and just, sit there and just, yeah. Just flip the plate over. Yeah, get me. Exactly. Let's flip the plate over, throw it on the floor. Yeah. yeah tell just her, flip it over. Tell her, fuck Bitch, you, get grandma. back in the kitchen and make fuck me some you, grandma. food and um, stainless steel. That's what I do. 
And Big Red says, good to hear, Skip, about your trading. Oh. Lots of love from Australia. <laughs> Thank you very much. CJ is with us. Always cook on them, meaning Teflon. Dude. Yeah, throw them out. Throw Seriously. Them out. Yeah. What do you cook with? Teflon. Do you for real? I really do. Okay. Yeah. How I about cook you? stainless. So okay. here's the thing, dude. dude. a pretentious dick. Here's the thing, man. I use that stainless shit, and then my eggs stick to that motherfucker every time. Yeah, but if you, what's the word? Sure. That's what you got to do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I do. I have it. When we moved into the house in Colorado, I wanted to spend good money on a set of all clad copper four that I would have for the rest of my life. Yeah. And boy, is it really. Initially, until it was cured correctly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, Okay, I got to get into that then. Because I need to get the. There's no acceptable level of Teflon for the human body. We got a we got a group of people. I don't know if you guys can hear this, but we we've been infiltrated. It's all right. This is what it's all about. They just want to be on the show. Yeah, they're they lining refuse up. Refuse to let them. Uh, so if we get photo bomb back here or podcast bomb, they ignore them. Can rice cakes be used to bread chicken? Just like crumble them up? I don't know, but I like the question because it's kind of... I like questions that I've never been asked before. Nobody is a good... He, he, he's a watcher of ours that has good comments and stuff. He's been watching us for a long time, too. I'm going to say no, and I'll tell you why. I'm not why? a fan... Are you a fan of rice cakes anyway in your diet? Uh, just like right at the end. Okay, because I'll, I'll go on record and say that I'm not... Because oh. to me, it's just a processed oh. carbohydrate. Who do we oh, have We got here? Mario Novo here, guys. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to turn this to you, Mario. He's not showing you, but there's a cookie in here for me. <laughs> me. How heavy is oh, this? Oh, man. This is at like least this. about like three pounds right here. <laughs> Mario, you can sit in my chair here. Okay. And I'm going to... Yes, you come through. Okay, I'm coming through. Are we, are we live streaming? Is that what we're doing? Yes, we are we live are. streaming. Hey everybody. There we go. We're at Swiss, having a great freaking time here. Um, if you couldn't be here in person, um, wish you could have been, but there's going to be lots of amazing stuff online that we can check out later anyway. So, Mario, what yes. is it that you were here talking about? So I was invited uh, to have a conversation about blood flow restriction. Um, it's application... How I, how I view it is in part first through my clinical training. I'm a physical therapist. You are a doctor. I, did, I yes. should have introduced you as Dr. Mario It's Novo. okay. That yeah, would have yeah. been better. Yes. That would have been better. So I'm, I'm a, a clinical doctor, doctor physical therapy. Um, and one day I'll be doctor, doctor, because then I'll have the PhD, those nice little letters at the end. <laughs> yes. Victoria and I are both working very diligently to make that happen. Um, but so um, the majority of work that I've done has been in blood flow restriction. Yeah. So what is blood flow restriction? It's um, the novel application of a tourniquet that goes over your legs or over your arms, but not all four at once. And when it's inflated to a percentage that's relative to your leg width and to your hemodynamics, so how your blood flow works, and there's machines that help us to do this very simply nowadays at a push of a button, we can put you in a training environment that is comparable to high-intensity training for muscle hypertrophy, not strength, Okay, but can also be comparable to um, high-intensity uh, uh, aerobic ex exercise training. So what does that sound like and what does it look like? It looks like you being in a strength block and using blood flow restriction for accessory work, right? That could help with hypertrophy, Yes. right? It could be you, and mind you, we were, we were talking about that earlier on with Mike Israel, right? Accessory work, the hypertrophy may be, may be relevant to improve your strength work, to improve your, your core-based training, right? Yeah. Um, 
but it can also be used in competition prep. You know, if you are a physique athlete or a bodybuilder, rather than being on a treadmill and walking on that treadmill and not really having a, a very high anabolic response from it, you can use blood flow restriction during a treadmill walker on a cycle um, and have a more anabolic experience to that loss low cardio. Because generally you're walking at like, you know, two to maybe three miles per hour. Yeah. It's a very, well, I'd say three miles per hour might be fast for some people <laughs> after training legs, but um, two miles per hour is, is more than enough with it. And mind you, we're approaching this at an evidence-based level. So that's one of the reasons why I was invited to this because I'm not talking about it in, in a sense where we're anecdotally using case studies or only case series. You know, we're at levels where we have large systematic reviews and meta-analysis allowing us to statistically say that when we apply this to humans in a regimented manner, um, we can see some positive improvements to muscle size and cardiovascular function and potentially even bone density um, and in and microvasculature. And, yes, and, and, um, and we could see, obviously, now we have some studies that are a little bit higher intensity studies to do uh, or high intensity programs to do, but they do improve mitochondrial uh, biogenesis. So what does it, that mean? That means that awesome you can perform more repetitions before fatigue, which if you think about a competitive athlete who's in a, a field sport, um, not, this wouldn't necessarily be for a bodybuilder. Yeah. Right? Uh, but this would be for somebody playing football who's using strength and conditioning to improve their ability to play football. Right? This could be somebody playing baseball, soccer, um, a cyclist, somebody playing basketball. All of these sports require that your so body be... None of you guys watching right now. Just to throw it out there. None of our guys are, are athletic. Okay. So oh, yeah. We all... Yeah. Not, uh, neither Skip and I. We don't even work out. Now, what about the... Health, the potential health of you. Sure, you yeah. have spoken about clots and things that we didn't want mm-hmm. to speak for you because yeah. I couldn't remember half of what you were, yeah. the, the benefits. So what are some of those health benefits? So when you perform um, exercise in general, um, you're, you're producing disturbance to your arterial system. Mind you, when you perform a heavy squat, a heavy deadlift, um, there's a lot of pressure inside of your body that is not just pressure that's inside your muscles or pressure that's inside your abdominal cavity, but you're talking about pressures that are inside your vascular system, right? That's why you see sometimes people pop vessels when they lift very heavy. So our body has a very um, beneficial way of managing that by releasing chemicals that break apart clots, okay? In situations where maybe you cannot be lifting heavy, but you are underneath an increased risk for clot formation based on maybe things that you're already, you know, do you, Maybe. Okay. Yeah. So if, if there if there is a risk for increasing clots, right? Uh, simply placing a tourniquet on a limb and inflating it for five minutes and deflating it, right, has a has a comparable effect to reducing clot formation, as would be doing cardiovascular work. But that's without exercise. So meaning, let's say you had a um, a heavy leg day, and you're like, you know, the next two days I'm just going to lay around. My back hurts. My knees hurt. Well, again, if you are getting into a BMI, right, that's relatively high, even though most of it might be lean muscle mass, there's a risk that just sitting around, you know, could throw a clot, especially, again, if you're underneath a lot of pressure because you're already in a heavy lifting block. So simply just applying a tourniquet and inflating it and deflating it does have a similar effect at reducing clot formation by directly stimulating the enzymes that your arteries produce to break apart clots. So we're going to talk about this more, guys. I'm going to get Mario on. 
Uh, but until that time, what is the best way to follow you if people want to follow what you're doing? Yeah, um, I would say Instagram is probably the best way to do it now. You can just go to at Lifters Clinic. That used to be my private practice, but I kept the handle. Um, and if, if, I mean, I would probably say start there before you start emailing me yeah. a whole bunch of questions. And we'll probably do the email maybe after we talk and we start, you know, doing some things. There we go. Um, because that way then those questions can be directed towards that part of the conversation. Sure. And yes. a lot of those questions may be answered when you're on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. I, I would say the podcast is going to be um, just a good breakdown of the information, but in a way that's actionable. Okay. And yeah, we can talk about fitting it in programming. You know, I think that's probably the most important question is, as a clinician, I use it a lot for people who are in a state that cannot lift heavy. They just had surgery, they had a tendon tear, um, they just had a fracture. But the evidence that allowed for the American Physical Therapy Association to allow um, physical therapists to use BFR in our scope of practice comes from um, already at this point about three decades worth of literature in tourniquets and exercise with healthy individuals. So there is a plethora of information that we can use to plug in and out of training parameters um, that already has some evidence behind it. And this is very beneficial for just all of us as we get older, you know, um, and as we become, you know, novice athletes or novice lifters to master lifters, mm -hmm. sure. you know. All right. Well, we will look forward to it. Yeah, this will be good. Thank you, Mario. We appreciate you, man. I am excited to get on there. I want my cookie. Take one. All right. I pulled this away from us. I'm going to pull it back. Dude, this table, this table is heavy as fuck. Like, this is a heavy table. Well, the guy that was working on people over there had them sitting on one of the end tables, and I thought, it's going to look really bad if one of them goes through because I thought it was like a glass. It looks like yeah. it's glass, but it's not. No, it's a very solid table. Are there still just as many people over there? Yes. Yeah, nobody's leaving. <laughs> nope. There's a... I should do a walkthrough again because I feel like the we have 30 people watching right now. Yeah. They probably don't know what's going on over there. I'm going to give you guys a quick tour again just to show you what's going on. Then Skip and I will see. I think we had a couple more questions and then we'll tackle those and then maybe we'll wrap up if you guys don't have anything else. But yeah, so we're at Swiss. This is still happening right now. This is like after Swiss. And okay, there's like five less people than there was earlier but uh all right i'm just about here we've got passing groups of people here we got people waving yes so you can see here this is this is the swiss table here <laughs> what's going on david so we can see you can see we still have Rick Collins here. We've got a bunch of people over here. What's your podcast name yet? This is called Think Big Bodybuilding Media. Okay. You're on it right now. Yeah. Yes. We got people hanging out at the bar over here. So this is all happening. Everybody's really cool. Everybody's super friendly here. Everybody's having a good time. So and you have we have people with like really big necks, like just huge dudes here. Oh, sorry. Who's I didn't that? See this is Think Big Bodybuilding Media. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, man? Good, man. How's it going? Sorry to interrupt you guys. I got two drinks. I got two drinks. What's your name? JL Holdsworth. JL Holdsworth. And I think I've heard that name before from Elite FTS, haven't I? Yep. Maybe and that happened. Yeah. Uh, 
if the people want to watch West Side vs. World on Netflix and they yes. see a fun video from way back in the day of me writing my 775 bench on the board. Hell yeah, So that's man. fun. Hell yeah, that's a so, lot of fucking weight, man. It's fun. What did that feel like, if I can ask you, 775? I mean, not great, because I was, ho- <laughs> I, I, I was hoping to bench over eight, so not great. Yeah, okay. So, you know. Yeah. How long it's ago was never that good then? enough. It's never good enough. That yeah. was... That video is from like 2003. Okay. Wow. So a long time ago. And you still, you, I can tell you still feel like kind of pissed that you didn't get the eight. I would, yeah, yeah. No, I would have definitely liked it. I mean, shirts weren't worth size gear, but they're not what they are now. So like, I mean, I, I benched six. I did an incline bench with 630. So I'm like, fuck. I'm gonna do way more, but didn't work out that way. Thank you for your time, man. Yeah, I appreciate thanks, it. Man. Take care. Yeah. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> So anyway, everybody's super cool here. Uh, if you guys were to come out next time, you can hang out and literally talk with people who are part of the industry. Uh, we've got, we just saw Ed Cohen on the show shortly ago. Victoria's around here somewhere. Oh, there's Victoria. She's still, she's still right there, right there. I'm gonna go back over to Skip. Feel bad. Skip's just standing here with that light on, sitting there with this light on. There's a group of drunk ladies over here that were previously waving to the camera. Thank you for waiting, Skip. Skip, this is the funniest. This is the funniest look. Skip's just over here with a light on him. Did it? Yeah. Was the battery dying? Oh, the battery's about dead. Yeah. But this battery's going to be about dead soon too. So. We should probably wrap this up pretty soon. Dude, we've been on for an hour and 20 minutes. Nice. Um, let's see if we can answer a question here really quick. Cool. Oh, okay. We did get a comment about who's going to win the O. Definitely think, oh, definitely think Rami's going to lose the rest of the top five as a toss-up between Bonnick. Can't forget Bonnick, Hottie, Brandon, Nick, and Hunter. We're a big Hottie fan. A lot of people are. Oh, we lost our light. Yeah. But guess what? It's not that much different, is yeah. it? All right. Um, bench shirt or raw? I think he said raw. I was just talking to Jayla Holdsworth over there. Oh, okay. He's drunk too, and he was no, like, "Hey, what's shit. up?" That, yeah, yeah, that would be good. He was on. Uh, he talked about the West Side versus the World video from okay. Netflix. Seriously though, like, if you come to Swiss, you can hang out with all these people, yeah. like just face to face. And everybody's like, great. It's it's just crazy. It's not like the Arnold. Where no. there's like this wall between you and everybody else. Right. Like we had like people who were listeners and stuff that were literally coming out to dinner with us. Yeah. You know, which is kinda cool. Yeah. So um, it does uh, okay. Oh we did get a funny comment. Uh, something like if what this guy Brandon said, if I'm all geared up and have high hematocrit and train with that is that pretty much the same as blood flow restriction <laughs> <laughs> there was one thing that was said during the uh, one of the presentations that I found I text you when it was said made the comparison the doctor on the video was during Stan's presentation and the doctor made the comparison to high elevation levels of you know, when you're at a higher elevation your RBC hematocrit and hemoglobin are higher and remember, I always questioned because I lived at such a high elevation, why that was such, a, why? Yeah. Okay. 
let me let me just real quick do this. At high elevations, your RBC, hematocrit, and hemoglobin levels are higher. Yep. Your body has to acclimate to essentially not being able to use as much oxygen. So it does that by increasing RBC, hematocrit, and hemoglobin. And and what bothered me, it's bothered me for years, and I've asked a lot of people about this. And this has happened a few times today, or I got answers, or I didn't know that I was going to without asking. Because that higher those higher elevations have a lower level of morbidity they have lower levels of heart disease death from heart attack and stroke why then is it dangerous for us using anabolic steroids to have higher levels of RBC hematocrit and hemoglobin the answer by the doctor was it's no different I thought I was gonna stand up in the middle of the presentation and go fuck yes because I have wanted that answer yeah for I, since I was in Colorado this yeah. has been six or five six seven years so and I hear it Without asking it, that Don, happened a handful of times. Yeah, to me. yeah, that did too. Oh, that shit. did for me as well. Yeah. So Dante had told me when I was running higher, uh, he said if you aren't above fifty-five and you feel okay, then I wouldn't worry about it. And the the comparisons. This is just good shit. The, the things are starting to come off of the top of my head now. The comparison to uh, ferritin levels is far more important than the actual hemoglobin level. And this is funny because remember I had a client who specialized in blood pathology. She was a doctor in Canada. Yep. And she said this same thing three years ago to me. Yeah. But it contradicts, or at that time, contradicts what we had known or what we were hearing. It's nice. It's I'll tell you what it is. It's things like this where you get this cutting edge information that's not really known across a broad spectrum of the medical community, but you get it in these types of environments because you have these very well-respected doctors who are so focused on the bodybuilding components where, and the bodybuilding elements and the things that we do that regular doctors and even endocrinologists don't specialize in. Endocrinologists specialize in, a lot of times, the 60, 70-year-old people who are having the kidney problems, having the uh, problems with hormone yeah. levels, things Un like that. Unhealthy the people. things that I said about yeah. the ortho, uh, my orthopedic specialist, who could not help me very much, didn't help me at all with my knee, because the people that they're typically working with are not people like me. So to be able to come to something like this and get this information that is really not very available out there, it's, it's just freaking insane. It's awesome. Yeah. It's just fucking awesome. I would agree, man. And the cool thing is, is that the way Ken put it together, every presenter that he has here is fucking passionate yeah. about what they do. And that's what made it cool, dude, is the energy of this sure. place is crazy. I don't know if you guys could feel it. When I walked over there into that bar area, like, okay, here's the deal. I wouldn't personally feel comfortable. Oh, Danny's back. <laughs> What's back? Chief Danny. I thought you were going to bed, but instead you have no. a bottle of wine in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> and my bourbon from earlier just hit me. I was talking to her earlier, and I was like, I smell that drink over here. Yeah. <laughs> so if you all know Justin Harris. I know Justin oh, yes. Harris. Yes. He's a really fun person to talk to. Oh. Where, where's Justin right now? He's upstairs as well. Of course Justin's he is. Justin's my business partner. Of course, so. of course he is. Why isn't Justin Naturally. hanging out with us? I bumped into him in the hallway. I did a, did you, I didn't like see you Justin. and I did so, in the elevator. I did the same after thing. After we talked oh, last you? time, I went upstairs and I walked into his room and I was like, Justin. And then there were a couple people in there. Skip and Scott are the greatest people on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And he was like, 
He rolled his eyes yeah, like, Skip I mean, sent you up here to tell me that. I yeah. mean, maybe a little bit, but it was like <laughs> it was like the endearing eye roll. I love Justin. He's cool. I've had him on the show a bunch of times in the past. He's fantastic. It's been a while. He's one of those people who's so brilliant, and he never makes you feel like you're out of place. Yeah. yeah. Like these people who really want to like like move the needle forward, make the industry better, continue to learn. He's, he's such a paradigm. Truly what it looks like to continue to learn and also make it accessible rather than just being like haughty and like weird about this. Yep. But Justin Harris isn't here. He's not that great if he's not he's hanging in with us. His room. No. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell him he's gotta get on. We're 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 <laughs> finishing and I'm just joking. We're kidding. If we Justin were, is awesome. That, yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, we'll go to there I'll you go. <laughs> I'll see you guys in the back. See you later. I, I bumped into Justin like I bumped into Did you? you in the elevator. We were walking by each other, looking at each other, smiling, not knowing. It like took us both like ten seconds to realize who we were. He's like, oh, That's funny. Skip. I'm like, oh shit, Justin. Damn. That's funny. So when I got here, we like I'm not up at late at night. All right. I mean, outside of right now, which it's twelve. 12, it's twelve eleven right now. This is like, dude, I'm never up. At yeah. this, let I'm alone good. like out of my house <laughs> at this time. So yeah, Skip's like just waking up. Yeah, pretty much. You're like, get, you are. You're like, yeah, I'm like I got work now. to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I do too, actually. Yeah. Anyway, I get here at like midnight, and after my drive from Detroit, and I'm literally like, I got one of those luggage carts mm-hmm. that the bellhops use, right. and I got our luggage in the room, and then I'm getting ready to take it down the stairs because I'm like, fuck, I got to go to bed. This is crazy hour, and then. As I'm getting on the elevator, on the third floor, Skip is getting off the elevator, the other elevator. And he was like, oh, excuse me, sir. And then, and then he just, like, goes to keep walking. And I was like, Skip? I didn't was like, oh, That's oh, funny. shit. Well, I reached back because I was going to hold the door because I thought you wanted the elevator. Yeah, and yeah. And I didn't even put it together that it was you. Dude, I did an imitation of you last night. Look at this guy in the... Oh wow! Yeah, that's, people are still that's wearing a, masks. Apparently, yeah, that's odd. The real that Food person delivery. was like double masked up. That's Uber Eats, I think. Nick. So, I was doing this imitation of you last night. Nice. That wasn't. Wasn't I'm sure it sucked. I said I said something like Skip said something, and he was like, I can't remember what I said, but I was like, holy shit. I just nailed the skip impression, and Victoria was like, "You totally did." And then I said it again, and I, I like had you nailed, dude. And part of it's in your, part of it is in your. I can't do it now. I can't do it now. I'll get it again though. But I did like a perfect skip skip impersonation. I can't remember what I said. Sometimes you'd be like, "Oh shit!" I can't. I can't do it now. I can't do it in front of you. But anyway. Man, my throat's getting tired from all this talking. I don't know about you. I'm good. It's about ready to die anyway, I think, right? Uh, we got we got percents left. Okay, cool. We got you got another question. We got 15. percent All right, we'll do another question when we get out of here. Um, like to see Gina Davis back on the show. We got to talk to uh, uh, excuse me. We got to talk to Dusty about that. Um, it does sound interesting. However, I'm in the Netherlands, who doesn't understand much. Huh. Okay. Oh, Neanderthal. I totally misread that. I was like, you're in the Netherlands. That's close. No, yeah. it's pretty much the same thing, right? <laughs> We're not drinking. We're not drinking. Oh, I had to scroll down. Let's see. What about this one? From the Juice Goose. He says, uh, might be a stupid question. I haven't trained for three and a half years. And I've been wondering, how should I approach my training to start with? 
this live has been awesome, guys. Thank you for watching, Juice Goose. <laughs> and I like your name. Three and a half years. Although it's a weird name for your parents to have given you. True. Yeah. True. I don't think that's his name on his birth certificate, but I could be wrong. You could be wrong. I, th okay, I so, think it is. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of piggyback off his question, and I would say this. He's been off for three and a half years. What is the cutoff? Like, does, is three and a half years any different than six months? Is it any different than a year? Mm. I don't know that it is. At some point, you're going to get to that least amount. You're going to get to the most amount of atrophy, not training. I mean, obviously, you know, body fat levels and things like that. But you haven't been trained. You're detrained. So I don't know if three and a half years matters much more mm. than six then, months. Well, I'd say months. six months you still have a lot. Because, yeah, when I stopped, I stopped training for six months when I got sick with COVID. And, uh, so you think you can, and I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm saying, so if you stop training for six months, you could probably come back quicker than if you stopped for three and a half years? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I would I, go, I would go and I would say that I'm not sure that it would be much different. I see where but, you're going with this. But I, I would say yeah. two years and three and a half years probably are not different. I'll, I'll give him that. I'd say six months and three and a half years are definitely different. Six months is a small time away. You can only lose muscle so fast if you've been doing it a long time. Dude, I have a picture of my legs being like the My legs are the same size as they were when it's I was It's funny because even though it's been only been eight, nine weeks, I can say as much body fat as I have gained, the muscle tissue is, I can still see that it, it's going to come back relatively quickly. It's not that it's not there. It's just deflated. The right yeah, essentially. It's like yeah. a balloon that you took the water out of, or yeah. the air out of. Yeah. And then it just looks really bad. Like my but titties you make look a, really bad. Too. I feel like you make a good point, though, in that, like, it, like, to me, that's a positive. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the difference? When you're at three and a half years, what's the real difference between three and a half years and two years or one and a half yeah. years? I, I can say this, the sooner he gets started, the better. Oh, yeah. There's that. Yep. It's a giant boulder at the top of the hill. you got to get it moving. That's the hardest part. You have to gain momentum, and that's getting that, that giant boulder to begin to start rolling downhill. And once it starts to roll downhill and you've got momentum, then you just it's easier to just steer it versus getting the damn thing rolling to begin with. you got to come back. you got to be careful coming back. See, there's no hard... Wouldn't you agree? There's no hard and fast rules here other than you can't go back in and just start banging. Here's my rule. My rule would be whatever you do, however you train, the most important, there's one rule, and that is to have fun. Because if you have fun and you enjoy it, you will continue doing it. And if you don't have fun, you don't enjoy it, then you're not going to continue doing it. There's just that. It'll be a, if you've, so if you've not trained for, say, four to six months, I think it would be a lot easier, quicker to get into the habit versus three and a half years. It's been a distant time. Well, it'll seem foreign. So it's going to take, yeah. yeah, it's going to take time to get back into that groove. And you need to ensure that whatever it is, you don't, you don't make it not fun. It's got to be a training system that you enjoy, something you're having fun with. I wouldn't overcomplicate it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it too hard. I would make it as simple as possible as doable as possible, as realistic as possible. Hell, if you went in the gym three times a week, mm -hmm. that would be great. You know? It's funny because if, if you're looking for a black and white, let's say he's looking for a black and white answer, hey, what do I do? Mm -hmm. I would say this, going three times a week, maybe a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, do full body. Do one exercise per muscle group and do it until, for, it'll take a few weeks probably, until 
you don't feel like that's enough work. Yeah. And then you can start breaking it down, and you can break it into push-pull legs, and yeah. you break it into back and chest and shoulders and tries. But at least that way you're coming back, and you're going to hit everything Monday, you're going to hit everything Wednesday, you're going to hit everything Friday. The problem, if there's a problem with that, is if you come back the first day too hard, you're not going to be able to do shit on Wednesday. Yeah. Because the muscle soreness is going to keep you from doing that. But if that happens, then you hold out until Friday, and then you've trained everything twice in the first week, and you've only trained Monday and Friday, and then you pick up again on Monday. That's the way I would, in fact, when I come back in a couple of weeks, I will probably go for the first two to three weeks, and I will train everything with one exercise each day, and keep that intensity low, and base my progression then, as far as how much harder I'll train the next time, based on that that soreness, that level of soreness. Because I don't want to come back and just be crippled. The other thing too is I think this is important to point out, it's not just tolerating the soreness, it's the impact that that soreness can have on your kidneys. Well, and that's where you get into system. sure, sure, and you get into things like rhabdo. You get into the things that the, the CrossFitters, the weekend warriors. Yeah. That if they're off for a month and they come back and they train, they're not so detrained after three or four weeks that they can't train with intensity. So they come back and they train intense, and then they cause such a violent rela- reaction that their kidneys start sputtering because of the levels of creatinine and, and that sort of. It's it's just not a good idea. Then you end up in fucking hospital. <laughs> yeah. When I started getting back into my groove, I did upper lower body split mm-hmm. and I did like one exercise for chest, one for back, one for shoulders, one for buys, one for tries, like three sets each. Mm-hmm. And then I called it a day. Yep. And that was an easy workout. I could get it done in under an hour. And the next day I came back and I did lower body. I did like four exercises, a couple of, uh, like I think I did like extensions, leg curls, leg press in and glute raises to get my glutes activated because I need that personally. And then I called it a day, and then I took the third day off. That's that's what worked for me. Mm-hmm. And then I just did that rotation. Train upper, lower, off, upper, lower, off. And it was, to me, I liked the simplification of it. Everything upper body, everything lower body, day off. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, I started getting strong at it too, you know? All right. Well, we're getting the sign here. We're getting the signal that we're that we're getting the the, the powers that be are telling us. Well, actually, my Mac is telling us low battery, uh, and it will go to sleep soon until, unless we plug it into a power outlet. And we don't have that option, people. <laughs> we don't have that. We don't have anything plugged into this computer. This podcast is literally a computer, no microphone, built-in built-in mic, built-in camera. So if you want to know what it takes to do a podcast, Not you much. literally need nothing but a <laughs> yeah. Mac. You know, Not much. Yeah. Skip, this has been a pleasure, man. It has. has been fun. Dude, I feel like this is this was a this was a different than like if we met at the Arnold. Mm-hmm. A lot less pressure. Yep. You know? Yep. And just exciting. It was just fun. It was cool. And we learned some shit. Juice Goose will take it. we'll go out with what he says here. He said, Thanks. Uh, thanks guys. Really appreciate the answering my question. Great advice. I'm so excited to get back in and be huge again. <laughs> I guess it will help. Uh, I guess, I guess it will help. I won't be natty. Oh, yeah. Get on <laughs> that always helps. All right. So, with all that said, uh, I highly encourage you guys to come back here to Swiss. Uh, this is the Elite FTS John Meadows Memorial Swiss uh, here in uh, Columbus, Ohio, with the one and only Skip Hill. I'm Scott McNally. Guys, we appreciate you tuning in. And we will see you soon on our regular schedule 
drugs and stuff comes out on Monday. I have to drive home and literally go to sleep and then wake up and edit drugs and stuff first thing and then do a bunch of podcasts. So it's going to be fun. See you guys. Thanks, Skip. Cool. Go eat your cookies. Nah. Skip literally has a bag of cookies. <laughs> How heavy is that bag? This bag has got to be three quarters of a pound. What do you think? It probably. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> See you guys.